Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. What up, everybody? 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Points north, south, east, and west. And we got a new quarterback in Washington. Good morning, Brian Mitchell. Uh, we have a, uh, the same quarterback, just he's starting now. He's not new. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, I mean, he's kind of new. Well, what's old is new again, Brian. He uh, there's a, It was Heineke. They're going back to Wentz. I think... I think Let's, we all, you and I expected this. This is nothing I, I new to us. I think most people expected this at this point. Yeah. Um, I, I want to start with this, B. I, I want to I wanna tap into Brian Mitchell, the player. And if your reputation had taken a beating and you, you had an opportunity for a win and in playoff game twice, and frankly, you let your team down twice, then you get traded. Everybody S-talks you for a year. You get to a new place where the coach never stops saying how excited he is to have you. You play below average for the first month, then you get hurt. Uh-huh. Then all of a sudden, late in the season, with two games left, two must-win games, the same coach that traded for you and told the whole world that he wanted you gives you another chance. Isn't this a scenario football players, quarterbacks should dream of? Well, I think everyone would dream of just getting an opportunity. I don't think they would dream of the fact of letting two teams down and things of that nature. But to have that opportunity to show that, you know, this is who I am, you look forward to it. But I would be honest with you, I'm sure in the back of your mind, way back there somewhere, it's like I can't go down the other road anymore. And and I think you, as much as I, I you know, watching this game, being around this game a long time, when people are trying to – be perfect and prove a point a lot of times, it goes awry. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But Carson is now in a situation to where it's set up for him to try and come in. And and let's be real, no matter what goes down, if they win the games, he's going to get the credit. Just like Taylor was getting a a lot of damn credit for games that that he did not play well in, but the fact that he was at the helm, he got the credit. And I think they chose the right team. Well, let's say they chose a team that's not winning – to give him the best opportunity, but their defense can get to the quarterback. And if they don't learn how to block soon, they're going to have a problem. The, the stat everybody wants to throw around with Taylor is 5-3-1 and one as the starter. Uh, they beat the Indianapolis Colts 17-16. to 16. They beat the Atlanta Falcons 19-13. to 13. I, I, I do think that we get too caught up in, in winning and losing for quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I think, if anything, the defense got hot at the right time and they played some bad teams. Um, are you – 
let's let's start here. Are you surprised by the decision, and is it the correct decision to start Carson? I'm not surprised, and at this point, I don't know if it's the correct decision or not. And I think that right there in itself tells the story of the decision. When you have a guy that you traded for and gave up all those the the the, the, the assets for that, you're paying him yep. 28 million. You go back to him. And a lot of people, and I would say the majority of the people are saying they didn't make the right move. The mere fact that I can't tell you, yes, the right move, that's a problem. Because you're talking about, yes, he has a bigger arm. Yes, he supposedly could throw the bigger ball. But ultimately, do you think that the results have been much different? You know, it's like you're going to a guy that supposedly has the better assets, but if you notice when they went to Taylor and while they were with Taylor and you listen to what the players were saying, he gets the players to want to play better. He is the one that gives them the, the hope and the dream that they can have a better opportunity. And when you go back to the guy that they were not saying all those things about, but I know these players are smart enough. Players have been smart throughout. They understand what to say in public and what, to say, what not to say in public. They're going to say all the right things. But ultimately – we heard them praise Taylor behind closed doors and outside in the open. You can't tell me that everybody in that locker room is happy about this move right now. Um, I, I, I think you're probably right. I, I do think, I, I do think you're right. I do think um, Rivera probably spent the past few days trying to massage this thing so that everybody understands the decision he's making, frankly. Um, you know, I, I think Ron talked about wanting to hear from all the people in his locker room and some some players and some leaders and some captains. And if I had to guess, Ron was willing to listen, but he also was probably doing a, a, a little bit of salesmanship on this thing, yeah. explaining to people why, why he thought this was the best move. Um, you know, I, I just think it, it, maybe just because it's a Wednesday morning and, you know, it's December 28th and it's the holiday season, but I, I, I think, I think you can look at this as a chance for this team to get hot. I, I mean, maybe, you know, it's like in baseball late in the year and, and, the bullpen starts to get really hot and, and you surge late in the season. I, I don't, I think undeniably Carson has the better arm. I, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. I think undeniably Heineke has the it factor, the intangibles more than Carson does. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So what you're left is this middle ground where, oh my God, they've gone to Carson they benched Heineke when he is like totally this rallying spirit, almost for the damn region. Be like, I mean, people people gravitate to Heineke in a way that I don't think we've really seen since like, and I, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic, but like since Robert, I, the way people love Heineke, it, no quarterback has been embraced like that. I think since RG three, um, yeah, Kirk. People are always split on Alex. The offense was just so boring. Then he hurt his leg. Um, you know, Dwayne never really got good results early on. Uh, I, you know, 
Case Keenum and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, I mean, those were all just one-night stands, basically. Um, and I think, you know, Heineke is beloved. So for for Ron to make this move, I mean, he's putting his neck on the line for Wentz. And but maybe again, that'll I'm make not, an impact here. But I'm not, I'm not shocked. I, you better put your neck on the line. You're the one that went out there and put your neck on the line when you brought him in here. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. I mean, everybody can sit up here and we can go along and say who – I don't care who brought him here. I don't care who said they watched the film, who didn't watch the film, what the reports say. I can tell you this. That's not the first quarterback that they wanted to come here. Okay. I think the fact that Ron said last year we have to get a quarterback, he had to go do something. That was the GM Ron talking. Okay. Now that you got him here, and if we look up until this point, the guy that you went out and traded for has looked worse than the guy that you that you already luck, had that you luck, that you, you already play. had and you lucked upon that was on his sister's couch when you brought him here. So I don't know if it's the head coach, Ron, that's really going back to Carson, or the GM Ron that's going back to Carson, because at this point. It looked like you made one of the worst moves you could have made on top of the William Jackson move. You get what I'm saying? You know, and on top of the debacle of last year, Curtis Samuel, this year he's back. But you know what? I don't think he's been so good this year where you totally erased last year. So it's it's a it's a it's a a battle right here going on to find out what really is because there's no one that could tell me. In the last game against the 49ers that Carson showed you he was way better than Taylor. Taylor was getting the real 49ers defense. Carson got, we already won the game, back off. Let's play prevent, keep him in front of us, and run the time off the clock. Totally. I agree with that. But I also think Taylor got to quarterback a much better version of the commanders than Carson did. I think, I think, you know, by the time you got Cam Curl back, by the time you got Brian Robinson back, and not just back but fully healthy, by the time you got William Jackson off the field and the secondary started performing at a higher level, like all of those factors came together when Taylor was quarterbacking this they, team. They came, they, so, came, they came together when Taylor was quarterbacking, but let's say one thing. If the other quarterback is that much better, shouldn't he may have made the guys around him that weren't there yet a little better? See, we, we, we talk as if Yeah, but I mean the quarterback can't do anything about William Jackson getting burnt. No, he can't do nothing about William Jackson getting burnt. That ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm but the offense was lethargic all the way through. So let, let's be real. If we, if one quarterback is much better than the other quarterback, that should show in some points. Now, Taylor, I, I can tell you this, since Taylor took over, I saw the sack uh totals go down. And they probably would have stayed down because he moves more. Yeah, Carson has I think, to improve upon that. You know that that little narrative. Yes, I, I understand everybody that that was uh, in favor of Carson is saying, "Well, he got a better uh, offense now." All I've ever heard in all my life was, "When you are a damn good quarterback, you make everybody around you better." Did that happen? Hell, Carson wouldn't even throw the ball to seventeen. So let, let's be real about this thing. It's not like but all of a sudden me, we put I don't Carson think you in the stage, man. I, I, I'm not this. happy with either of them. Listen, I, I've, okay. said, I, I've had the, I've had the, I've had the story. I mean, I've been, I've been talking to people back and forth on the social media throughout the last two days. I don't like either one of them at, for like fully because I think they all got hangups. But ultimately, you made a change just to make a change. 
This is not like one when we know when most quarterbacks, when most coaches, most GMs make changes. They make them because one guy is way better than the other. I would ask the question, can anybody say that one guy is way better than the other? You can say, oh, he got a better arm, but the other guy got moxie and pizzazz. Well, you know, he's taller, but the other guy seems to make plays, uh, extend, and, and can help people out, and the team plays for him. So, so whatever, what would you want them to do, stick with Taylor? I think we all say we want to stick want them to stick with Taylor at that point because that's what was making them go. But you know what? The coach has the right to do whatever he wants. But I'm not going to sit here today just because they made the move now and flip and start acting like I'm so in in uh, in enthralled about uh, Carson Wentz being there. Carson Wentz has he was basically lethargic as hell and, and bum like when he was uh, starting in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Carson's totals, and maybe yardage totals aren't the right way to look at this thing. But if you look at Carson's totals, it was it started out pretty good. I mean, the Jacksonville game, he was good. He completed 66% of his passes, threw for four touchdowns, 300 yards. He did have the back-to-back picks. Um, you know, both throws were bad, but they won that game. I, I think you look at that Jacksonville game, Carson was good. He only took one sack in that thing, and they won, right? And, and, and certainly offensively, they were moving the ball at a high clip. Um, the Detroit game, they got down early. He ended up posting some big totals, but you wonder how much of that was softer defenses, whatever you want to say. He, he went for 340 and three touchdowns. Um, in the second half, they moved the ball well, but that was when we first really started to see him getting beat up, taking a lot of sacks. He took five sacks in that game. Um, now, I think it's important to point out that Early on in the year when Trey Turner was playing, trying to play through an injury, it was some of the worst guard play I've ever seen. Um, And and I think we really saw that week three against the Eagles where Carson got sacked nine times. I'd say of those nine, five were were on Carson. Yeah. But but that's the team we can look at. We can look at the Eagles. We can look at the Eagles when Carson played them. We can look at the Eagles when when, uh, Taylor played them. And I think you look at the results. And look at at how each, each quarterback played. And, yes, people will say, well, the offensive line got a little better. But you know what? Taylor made sure he didn't get sacked a lot of times when he was moving around. Uh, the running game got better. I don't think Brian Ross was completely there at that point. Well, yes, he, he didn't he, need he, to get back on the field until the Titans game, I believe. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he didn't, like we, he, Robinson I, didn't even play. Okay, well, I look, five, at, I, I look at those two games, I'm just trying to say. I'm looking at the two, okay, the two Eagles games. The Eagles game. And that's the gotcha. only time we can say that they played the same uh, opponent, per se. You yep. know what I'm saying? And I think that's why I look at that more than I look at the rest of the stuff because, you know, yeah, he threw for 300 and something yards in the, in the Detroit game. Did they win that game? Nope. Okay. So, listen, I, I am not one. And first, I don't play fantasy football, so I don't get caught up in fantasy numbers. People look at 350 yards passing and go, oh, look at it, because that is a fantasy football thing. I look at that damn win and that loss column, man. When I look at the win-loss column, they lost it. So I don't care if he passed for 5,000 yards in one game. If they lose, they lose. And if a lot of the losing- strict wins and losses, then you got to stick with Heineke. But after a number of wins, you and I got on air, and, and you said you can't give the quarterback credit for this win. Yeah, I, I said that. Just like I, can't, just like I couldn't give Carson the credit for some of the wins that he might have gotten. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it, it's, 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 what, it's the same. It's not. A, I, I'm a not. Twelve seven win. I'm over not the Bears trying to sit here and take passing. a side, Jay. I don't care either one of them. My thing is, we talked about psyche of the team, 
having people believe in what you do. And I would have to go on a limb and, and just go based off of uh, being a former player, being in the locker room, watching what people say publicly about a coach when they make these type of decisions and what they say privately about coaches when they make these type of decisions. And I would say that these players are somewhat like, okay, they, they, I'm, I'm going to go along with them in making this move, but I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I, I totally agree. The offensive that. line have to be really saying, what the hell? Because we can say that they got better. Everybody says, oh, they got better. Did they get better? Or did, they, did the young guy behind them moving around make them look better than what they were? We've seen Leno in the last two weeks when he just think- opens the door – Hell, that's not better. Well, we went through this during the bye week of of, of the various turnaround points for this team. Mm-hmm. I think I think the I, I would say undeniably the offensive line got better when Tyler Larson got back on the field, and then when he got hurt again, they got worse again. Mm-hmm. So you got I mean, there's a legit six week stretch where you had a competent center, and with the amount of shotgun they run, it, it's remarkable how much. Competent center play means to this team. Oh, yes. So from the Bears game until the game in the Meadowlands against the Giants, you had Larson. And I'm not saying that the center is the reason they won all the games, but it changed everything for that offensive line. And, and dude, one thing to keep in mind, seriously, and this sounds silly, but I'm, 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 I'm taking people deep in, into football here. Heineke is my height. He's maybe six foot. He's probably 5'11 and change. Carson is every bit of 6'5". He's mm-hmm. huge. Wes Schweitzer is your center now. Wes Schweitzer is not a very good center, a very good snapper out of the shotgun. The ball comes out low. Heineke, just by nature of being six foot tall, is 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 more able to reach the ball low than mm-hmm. Carson is. Yeah. Like we're gonna see that on Sunday. And, and 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 Carson having to bend down to pick up those snaps is going to put a little quarter of a second, a half second delay into the offense. And then more often than not, we see these long developing pass plays. So all of a sudden, that's a half second to start to go down and get the snap. Then you're waiting for guys on these crossing routes or mesh routes or whatever it is. And like you wonder about the sack totals. All that stuff adds up. Yeah. It uh, so it listen, man. To be honest with you. I I I I I, can't, I was off today, and I came in because I, have, I wanted to have this conversation. Because ultimately, it's not just that's a, wild that you came in to have. This it, conversation. It's not just to make a make a decision, like that. Oh yeah, we're gonna go with Carson, and it's and it logically makes sense. Nobody can say that because he has not shown that he's that much better. You know, and I think when you make the decision, I think. This is this is the thing that I, I I don't like. In that game against the 49ers, I think Taylor played good until he threw that bonehead interception. Boom. That was it. They were and, waiting for the reason think, to get see, to pull up. They were basically in a position where they were hoping that their quarterback did something wrong so they could put the other guy in. And they were that, waiting that totally. right there, eventually, that creeps into the mindset of those in your locker room because when they want to move you, Will they be sitting there wishing you do something wrong to put somebody else in your position? Get what I'm saying? Here's This is from uh, Curtis1906 on Twitter. Carson Wentz is like the that ex that the further away from your breakup gets, the better the relationship gets. Taylor Heineke is the girl after that's still not your dream girl, but she treats you good. Maybe just makes you good breakfast, you know? <laughs> makes the bed. There you go. Sometimes you just need somebody that will make you breakfast, man. Bacon and eggs get you a long way in this world. Don't go anywhere, Pete. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Haley joins us next. Thank you to my man, Frank Hanrahan. Love hearing that dude. How about this, B? Mike Wisnant says, Taylor Heineke is like the fries at the bottom of the bag. A fun surprise, but not intended to be the meal. It's kind of rough, but kind of funny. Uh, right now, let's get to the BetQL guest line. Talk to our boy, Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington, the Washington Football Talk podcast. Pete, let's start with the question uh, B. Mitch and I both answered. Are you surprised? Was it the right move to go to Carson? Not surprised was the correct move. Uh, Taylor had run out of steam at this point. Uh, defenses had certainly figured out how to get to him, and the offensive line, as presently constructed, wasn't good enough to protect him and might not be good enough to protect Carson either. But if you're going to have a shoddy offensive line and if you're going to have an offense that is struggling, you might as well try and insert the guy who's more talented can see over things, can throw it further and harder and faster and better to uh, maybe maximize whatever downfield throws you have. So not surprised, and I, I'm intrigued as hell to see if this works out. Isn't this the same quarterback that we said you needed to get a mobile quarterback because that quarterback couldn't move and couldn't protect himself? Well, Brian, when you don't have the real answer, when you don't have something that actually works, then it, you just go back and forth between things. It's just like when you have a coach – and it's a player's coach. And they're like, actually, no, we need a jerk. And then the jerk comes in, and he's not good enough. And you're like, all right, actually, we need a player's coach. And then eventually you find the right guy, and whatever that style is, it works. It's the same thing with this commander's quarterback. They tried the mobile guy who's gritty and knows the system really well and can get the ball out on time, and it worked for a while. And then that guy stopped working, they stopped winning. So now it's like, hey, let's get the more gifted dude who can really wing it. And then if this season was 30 games instead of 17, 
Carson would probably start seven or eight, and then they'd be like, you know what? We need the guy who knows the system and can run around a little bit, and it would just go on until the end of time. So are, are we not? Are we missing a point here where it's not about the quarterback you have in the backfield? It's about the dude that's calling these damn plays and, and constructing this offense that will be favorable to a Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, if he drops back with the five and the seven steps drops, I think we're going to see what the problem really is. It's not the quarterbacks. It's the fact that they don't adjust. And if he that comes quick game in, looked good in San Fran. Yeah, quick game. But it looked good. It looked good at the end of the game when the defense Down was not, was not right. playing anymore. So my thing is, would it look good when people would come – Face to face and throw off your timing of your quarterback of the receivers a little bit. Will it look good when you got you still have guys that are trying to come at you and running stunts and getting past your offensive line? You know that's the thing about it. So we watched for all for fifteen games now. We ran the same offense with two totally different quarterbacks. One is Mox has Moxie and grit, short and mobile. The other one is tall and lanky with the Freddy Krueger hat. Just stand there, and they ran the same offense with both of them. So, where's the problem, really? Well, I I think I can understand where you're trying to get to, and I could see that definitely being a part of this issue. And if you really want to go big picture, like if your offense right now is best with a guy who gets the ball out quickly, then why did you bring Carson Wentz in in the first place? You should have brought in somebody else. I think they overestimated their offensive line. They brought Wentz in to open the downfield passing up, to use pages of the playbook they weren't able to use last year. Well, they still haven't really been able to get to those pages because the protection isn't good enough to let Carson drop back. So it like can date all the way back to March when they made this trade. The franchise was desperate. They had to get an upgraded quarterback. They tried, and then they overestimated what they'd be able to do. So, yes, I think Scott's been a bit stubborn. Like I don't know why it took so long, and it never even really – peaked of getting Taylor on the move and letting him keep some of these option plays like that would have been a nice wrinkle for Taylor now with Carson what kind of wrinkles can you have does it need to be more play action more rollout to get him away from the pass rush things of that nature like we have to see it definitely comes down to Turner's flexibility as well and and the health of the O-line and then Carson it's it's all of them are failing uh, individually and and it's contributing to an offense that has really struggled and uh, especially in the red zone they just are not capitalizing enough and I don't know if if that if Scott's the biggest guy to blame, but he's absolutely a part of it. Um, Pete, I gotta say, I, I I agree with you both on the Turner stuff. There's way too many slow developing pass plays, um, and I, I think the Giants game he kind of blew it by getting away from the run and just leaning way too much on the pass. But I, I gotta say, I'm kind of surprised you are supporting the move to Carson. I mean, you've been pretty pretty out there that you don't think Carson's the right guy and that even with his limits Taylor is the right person like what made you decide like how'd you arrive at your kind of change of opinion um I don't think Carson is the right guy beyond this year and it would take a heck of a finish for him like I I even if he goes wins these two games and like balls out in the in the wild card game and maybe they lose by three or something like I really hope they don't bring Carson back. He's not worth building around. And if he just gets hot here at the end of December into January, like that doesn't undo the fact that his past four or five years, he's been chasing the, the ghost of what he was in 2017. But like, I, I, just because I really like Taylor and I like his story, and I think he has some really qualities that make him a very good backup and a fun guy to put in for stretches. I think when they put him in all the way back in 
October, I, I, I predicted that it would be a really nice uh, upstart to this offense, but it would eventually run out of gas, and we'd see ultimately why Taylor is the 35th best quarterback as opposed to the 27th, and therefore not deserving of a starting job. Right now, it's worth trying to get Carson in there because you know maybe there is just a small enough sample here where he can get hot for a game or two. Or, or the offense just functions better around him. I'm not ruling out the fact that there's a better running game with him, that maybe he understands the system better. Like, there are reasons to suggest it should work better with Carson. And ultimately, I think there are the same quarterback, but Carson's got a little bit more of a wider range of outcomes, and they worked with Taylor in that smaller range, and when they needed a more steady hand, it, it benefited them. But now they, they don't need that steady hand. They need someone to elevate a little bit, and Carson can do it. Um, but ultimately, like, I don't. I don't believe Carson's can all of a sudden establish himself as someone this this fan base is really going to love. And what's annoying about Carson is that in his past there have been situations where it's like, okay, this is the right thing, everything's here, and then it just doesn't work out. And that goes back to him. Like he's been the constant in Indianapolis with a really good running game and a coach that he likes, and, and various play callers and various playmakers and silly, and it didn't work out. Like it, he just never seems to live up to the billing long-term, but right now they don't need him to be the long-term answer. They just need him for eight quarters and, and to drag them to the playoffs. And then from there, it's, it's sort of a bonus. What do you think will happen? I think that – I think they win this week. Um, I think Cleveland is uh, – with Deshaun Watson, some of their offensive numbers is, is really putrid. I mean, this could be another really low-scoring game. Uh, they don't have a ton to play for. Uh, Watson, I think that offense is averaging under 300 yards per game with him in charge, and the commanders are clearly desperate to win. They haven't won since November 27th. That's more than a month ago. Uh, but that Week 18 game against Dallas, JP, you've said it, like even if it's Cooper Rush, that's not going to be a layup. And those games are just so pressure-packed that if you fall behind 7 nothing after the first quarter and all of a sudden you get in your head, you're like, we need to win to get into the playoffs, and this team's playing its backups, and we're trying so hard, we're trying so hard, and oh my God, now it's 10 nothing, and, and we have to get desperate, and we're going to try a, a fake punt, or we're going to go for it on fourth down when we don't need to. Like That, that can really uh, go downhill really quickly. So I think they get to the winning in stage, but I'm not all the way confident enough to predict that they make the playoffs. I think if you had to... If I had to choose right now, I'd say yes. Um, but, like, just because I agree with the move to go to Carson, I have really no firm feel on how this is going to go because all it takes is one overthrow. All it takes is for him to not feel that pressure from Miles Garrett because he hasn't played a lot and, and gets into his old habits of dropping back too much. And then, boom, uh, all of a sudden a lot of people are going to be like, wait, this is the guy we brought in? Damn, we should have stuck with Taylor. But <laughs> it goes back to them just – having no right answer, so they're just searching for the answer uh, between both guys. You said that they're desperate for a win, which normally means that they feel they got to toss it around the yard a little bit because I haven't seen the patience in Scott to just stay with the run consistently enough for me to believe he'll do it. If he's desperate for a win and Carson starts throwing the ball up in the air, don't that always – doesn't that all also uh, make the uh, percentages of an interception – come up to yeah no, it, it opening up the playbook brings with it its own risks like this offense when it takes a sack like almost every offense that doesn't have a Mahomes or Josh Allen it gets completely derailed but uh, like I get it that Scott does annoy us sometimes with his uh decisions to get away from the run but if they can turn that dial 
just a hair towards more pass. I'm not arguing to go back to that Jacksonville game where Carson threw for four touchdowns, but turn it just a little bit so this offense doesn't need to have 12 or 15 play drives. Like the way Dawson's playing, that guy's in another zone. He's somehow playing like at the level or maybe even a little bit above Terry McLaurin, and Curtis is a damn good number three. Um, so like that could maybe help them have these drives where they go five or six plays and that way they avoid some of the penalties that have been derailing them. It can help in the red zone where Carson can see into those windows and then have the, the power to throw into them. But still, even with him in there, I really hope they don't get away from Robinson. And I think Ron has that belief that it needs to be a run first team. He, he had a quote a couple weeks ago where he's like, let me reiterate our identity is this downhill run set up with play action. I think he will get into Scott's here and make sure that, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's, not ignore number eight and uh, number 24 if he's healthy and have those guys set the tone. And then Carson's higher ceiling can hopefully take advantage once the defense starts crowding the box. It's going to be interesting. Always yes, is around here, be. Pete. Thank you for the time, dude. Yep, see you guys. Later, little Pete. All right, that is Pete Haley, NBC Little Sports Pete. Washington. Little Pete, as B is calling him. Um, you give him a follow on social media at Pete Haley NBCS. Uh, I want to get into some numbers specifically on Heineke versus Wentz and just point out how damn near identical they are, except in one category. Before we do that, though, i got to tell you how much I've enjoyed working with Paul Henry and Paul Henry's window installation. B, they're done with the work at my house and it looks fantastic. i got to get an HVAC unit put in there. we got to have some HVAC talk, B, Mitch. Uh-huh. But once it's ready, I'm going to have a party. I'm going to make you come over and you we're going to grill steaks. And we're going to enjoy ourselves. Maybe Landfill will even come. He has completely changed my back porch. And the crew, Daniel, and the guys that come out and do the work, it, it, it's really, really great working with those guys. They're there so early every morning. They get. I've now worked with them twice. They got both of my jobs done ahead of schedule, significantly, like two days earlier than they thought. Like That's the kind of level of professionalism and craftsmanship these guys bring to the table. Don't delay. Call them right now. You get 100 bucks off your windows with a five-window minimum and $500 off doors. Listen, they came in and they did my, my stuff as well, just like JP House. They, they made it more modern. They came in with some good windows and good doors where you can have a lot more uses to them. Last night, my wife was cooking some red beans and rice. We always have some fried chicken with it, and she decided to, she wanted to cook on the deck. Well, you were able to just close the screen, and you could just push it back and forth. You could use a little bit of that cool air rolling in when you go outside because she didn't want to have that fried chicken smell throughout the house. Pete came in. I mean, they came in. Paul came in. The Pete first doesn't time. know how to put yeah, windows. Yeah. Paul came in, and they, listen, like JP stated, they told me they were going to be finished probably on Friday for my job this time. They came in on Monday. They were done Wednesday afternoon. And then they were able to go to JP House and start this job up a little earlier. Right. They, they, they are a crew that comes in, and they do what they say, and a lot of times they exceed what they say. They do a perfect job. They clean the house up when they leave. They don't come in and junk it up and say, well, you got to get that done. They make sure they take care of it. Uh, his brother and his son comes in. They have the brother. They have also a great close family friend. So when you have people like that, they make sure that they want to live and make sure that that family reputation is just proper. So make sure you can give them a call right now to receive 10% off windows with a five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors. Contact Paul Henry's Window Installation today. That's paulhenrysWindows.com. 
You're clear. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Improvement choice. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. Carson Wentz, named the starter by Ron Rivera. They're not going to go with Taylor Heineke anymore. The guy who seems to have gotten the players to play harder, uh, motivate them. Uh, he seems to have that moxie. But I guess we've gotten to the point right now where we're desperate to try and do anything. And uh, Ron is going to go with Carson. I, I mean, hey, that's his right. He stated that before when he uh, made the move from Dwayne Haskins. He said, I have a right to change my mind, and hey, that's true. But you better wish that everything goes right because I think a lot of people, you know, they saw things going down the stretch. And I've said to many, I believe that Taylor got some credit he shouldn't have deserved, but a lot of players also felt that when Taylor Heineke was in the mix, Taylor Heineke gave them a better opportunity because he moved around. He didn't stand there like a statue. Offensive linemen, I believe, alignment, I believe, will definitely – Love the fact that they had a guy that was moving around, unlike a guy who stands there and take him. So, it, unless things change drastically as an offense, I don't expect the output to be that much better. Uh, I, I watch uh, the both of the guys. You get one guy who's relatively six feet tall, another guy who's relatively six four, six five, and they ran the exact offense with both of them. They don't put them on the move too often. Uh, they have them dropping back in the pocket, and I think we've seen over the last two weeks that. If we have a legitimate pass rusher coming from our left side, that's going to be a problem. And we saw Taylor get hit in the, in the back, basically in the spleen or wherever, in a, a kidney punch two times in a row. Thibodeau came from the Philadelphia Eagles and just almost destroyed him. He held on to the ball that time. I think it didn't – well, the first game he held on. The second game he didn't. And then last week we saw again Joey Bosa – I mean Nick Bosa coming off the edge against Leno, and they got there again. That is something that other teams are now licking their chops about. And if we're going to be doing it, either we got to put a tight end over there or running back or someone to help them out. I think as an offensive coordinator, and I, I, I listen, I don't have a problem speaking. I, I've known Scott since he was young. I'll tell him in his face. If your left tackle can't block people one-on-one and you don't put somebody over there to help him, you're doing a disservice. Not the player. The coach is doing a disservice. I played for his dad, and I know his dad would automatically say, B-Mitch, before you go out, you chip, you check. 
And you need to do that with your receivers as well. If you chip a defensive end, you and lot, if you hit him good enough, he'll start attacking you. And the two seconds or one second that it takes for him to attack you and not get to the quarterback, the quarterback gets the ball off. You have to find ways to help and utilize what you have. And just wanting to put everybody into the damn pass routes immediately, that doesn't make much sense when your offensive line is below average. And right now I'm looking at an offensive line that I truly feel is way below average. That we, we talked about Larson. He's no longer there. Schweitzer, the quarterback is, un, is, is, is worried about whether the snap going to be waist high, low, high. What This guy throw the ball as bad. He snaps the ball in more spots than a, a pitcher that doesn't have control over his ball. And if that doesn't change now, as JP stated earlier, you have a quarterback who's hesitant, takes timing off of things, which does not allow the receiver to be in the right spot when you want to throw the ball. Doesn't allow him a chance. So what they do, they try to rush it. So there are a lot of things that need to change up, and I understand the move at this point. This move was made right now. If we were playing the 49ers this week, that move is not made. Because you know putting a guy in there against those guys that can go eat, putting him out there with them is not the best thing to do. So at that point, you know, I they look at Cleveland. Now Cleveland is bad, but you know what? Every team is bad. But on any given Sunday, any team can show up. One thing that they do well on that football team is that they run the ball well. Uh, Chubb, can if he gets going, that could be a problem for a lot of people. But then I just have a problem. I'm worried about the fact that we are desperate. And when we're desperate, it seems like we put the ball in the air very, very often. I'm terrified of this. And when you put it in the air, JP, often you give your guy a chance to get kidney punched again. That's I'm terrified of this yeah. game. I was just watching some tape with Fortier this morning, and Schweitzer in pass blocking – the what the Niners started doing in the second half of that game is they started running little games and little stunts with their D line to make Schweitzer turn to his I guess to his left and oh boy I mean he was just getting beat mm-hmm. just getting beat like a drum he man. blocked like you did at BC <laughs> yeah exactly and when you start getting that interior pressure and and then you've got guys on the edge like Bosa last week like Thibodeau two weeks ago like Miles Garrett this coming week. And, dude, I'm telling you, the snapping thing is real. Heineke is closer to the ball because he's shorter. Uh-huh. Like, like that, that's going to be But didn't issue. he give – he gave Heineke one of those high, high balls. Yo, he'll be all over the place. <laughs> it's, it's like watching me try to pitch. Um, I, I want to go through some numbers because, it, it, like, the, the further into the numbers you go, it's pretty damn remarkable. And, and we're at an exact point here where – Games started and wins and loss records, I, I think that's all kind of – it kind of exists in the ether. And I, I'm not dismissive of wins and losses, but it's not the only thing that matters, right? Yeah. At, at this stage – now, Taylor's done it in nine games. Carson's done it in seven games. These guys are almost identical in completions and attempts. Heineke has 161 completions on 259 pass attempts. Wentz has 156 completions on 248 pass attempts. So, like, this is probably the best snapshot we're going to get of these guys in damn near the exact same scenarios. So, I want to run through the numbers. I also want to do this. I don't think we've opened the phone lines up yet. I think it's time to do that and let people react. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. 
Were you surprised by the move to go to Carson Wentz, and is it the right move? Let us know. Coming back with your calls and breaking down the numbers. Quarterback change in Washington. What's old is new again. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.